Happy New Year! This is the Jessica Rules the Universe podcast. So every time we talk to our lawyer friend Vaughn, we discover rights we didn't know we had. And so I figured to start the year right, we would drag Vaughn over to ask to answer questions about our basic rights. Hi Vaughn. Hi, hi guys. <laughs> Why did you decide to be a lawyer? Besides um, the, the right to sue everyone. Uh well uh, I didn't know what I was doing with my life. Okay. <laughs> and being a lawyer seemed like a decent job. Okay. And then when I started taking law school, I realized I really actually enjoyed it. So I ended up here. Cool. In the background, you will hear various hangers-on <laughs> who might pop in to ask questions. The Jessica Rules the Universe podcast is brought to you by WeSellIt.ph. We know IT, we sell IT. Okay, you're still living at home with your parents. Okay. Okay. Um, so, suppose um, you're in your 20s, you already have a job. I think a decent person would be kicking into the family expenses, right? Helping with, say, um, the, the, the electricity, the utilities, etc. But are you legally compelled to do this? Um, well, once you hit 18... So you're technically an adult. Um, the, your parents' obligations to um, that's spend... arguable, ah, because I know forty-year-olds who are not adults. Point. <laughs> um, uh, okay, that's correct. <laughs> but also, um, but legally, eighteen is an, is uh, eighteen is the is the emancipation. year emancipation. Yeah. Right? And then your obligations of your parents to spend money on you, it stops at the time they turn into an adult. So, well, that's news because I know people who are old and still live I mean, off their folks. Correct, correct. But um, legally, if the parents want to start, um, wants to start um, asking money from you to pay off some of the expenses, yes. they're perfectly within their rights to ask for it. Yeah. Um, can they throw you out? They can throw you out, definitely. They have. Uh, they're within their rights to throw you out. It's like you're 18. We don't want to spend another cent on you. Get out. Yes, yes. They can throw you out, and they wouldn't have any. Um, Legal. You won't have any legal recourse because they are, it's perfectly within their rights. And then it's their property. So you can you can start thinking of it like, Pavang, it's your parents' property. You're li- living off their property. If they start thinking that you're trespassing, they can actually cheat you like a trespasser. Uh, what if you have been... You were asked by your parents to provide something like money money every month. And so you, you can contest that in the in the courts by saying you were paying rent. You uh, at this point, when, once you hit eighteen, you can start. I uh, I would assume that you that your parents and you at this point, if you're arguing about rent, mm-hmm. you don't like each other very yeah. much yeah. at that point. <laughs> but okay. yes, because from personal experience, when I moved out of the house in my twenties, I had to do it piece by piece, literally. It's yeah. like. First, I bring my books out, <laughs> then I, and then and then later they realize, oh, her stuff's no longer in the yeah. house. <laughs> because the the more common problem in the Philippines is not so much Moving should out. I stay in, yeah. as I want to move out. How can I do that? Correct. Okay, but assuming that your parents want to kick you out, you have to start thinking of it in terms of your parents as not your parents, meaning they're just like any other landlord. So if you don't have a written contract. Um, your payment of anything doesn't really, it's very hard to construe it as rent. So basically, you're really living off with them as, um, because of their grace, uh, because of their, um, it's, it's more of like, it's a donation, like they're helping you out. It's not, uh, it's not 
you're not really paying rent. If you want it to be a real rent landlord tenant situation and you're not sure of your relationship with your parents, it has to be in writing. That's the best way. Or even you can you can even talk about it like adults and it can be oral, but um, as a general proposition, it's always better to have everything in writing. Well, I have a foreign friend who one day, out of sheer boredom, read the Philippine Constitution. <laughs> and he said, hey, your constitution says you are compelled to look after your parents in their old age. Is there also a provision that says parents are compelled to look after their children? Uh, only when they're technically still children. So okay. until right before they turn 18. But once they turn 18, you're emancipated, meaning your obligations, the pa- your parents' obligations to you, they really legally stop. Uh, of course, in the Philippines, it's not really true because they, they'll pay for college. They, yes. you know, it's a cultural thing. They'll pay for college. They'll pay for grad school. They'll pay for your wedding, Correct. for your children's Correct. tuition. Yeah. And sometimes the more the more pressing issue is you don't want to accept the money, but they're like, why will you not accept this? Exactly. Take it. Yeah. yeah, but but so you really are compelled to look after your parents in their old age. Um, it, it's it's not um it's not legally. Um, when uh, it's technically in the constitution, that's correct. But um, your rights in the constitution, usually, except for the human rights portion, which is the Bill of Rights, um, they're not um, implementable or they're not actionable unless there's an implementing law. And because there's no implementing law yet, um, you cannot sue on the basis of the constitution. Uh, you have to wait for the legislature uh, for the law for the actual law. So th- th- your parents cannot compel you to. To take care of to take care of them because technically, it's just that everyone will guilt you into doing correct, it. Correct. Yes. It's more of a cultural moral issue. But if you go to court, it would be a very hard or it would be a very difficult thing to. So if, it, so if it's the opposite it happens, your parents moving with you when you're like 13, and then you kick them out, there's not gonna be an issue. There's also not. That's not also going to be an issue. Okay. Mm. So for example, if it's in Except the constitution, they will but there's no punishment, like corresponding punishment for that is unenforceable. There's that. But not, not just the punishment. Eh. It's really, it's in the Constitution. It's more of, you can think of the Constitution outside of the Bill of Rights, correct? Yeah. You can think of the Constitution and some of the provisions on the like judiciary. Again. So the Constitution is like the mission vision Correct. Statement. I was about to say, it's the mission vision of a company. Yes. Uh, okay. uh, there, there are carve-outs there. Huh? There are some exceptions. Yeah. Now, we won't go, go into, but that's the general, that's yeah, the general idea. Which is why there should be there's an anti-dynasty thing in the constitution it's not there are no laws there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. okay next um, in my observation and also from all the stories I've heard nothing screws up a family faster than issues of inheritance yes, yes. that's correct so, okay so um, suppose um, can, can you, you know, just, just walk us through um, what if you're from uh, well not exactly wealthy but you have family property what are your rights concerning that? Okay, um, it, it depends on your on the who the person who will die. For example, if it's your parents and then you're the you're the child. legitimate child, then obviously you have some portion. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the, the the law is very clear on what how much you're going yes. to get, how much the spouse is going to get, how much the mm-hmm. children are going to get, how much the illegit- illegitimate children are going to get. It's very clear, and there are math, you know, which we won't get into, but it's fairly easy to compute. Um, but, as a general purpose, and then there are ways to disinherit. Uh, and then you have, uh, I, but to oh, this... Yeah, I, I, I read somewhere that it's not enough to just not mention them in the will. You correct. have to specifically disinherit them. Like, yeah. I want this person to not get a cent. 
anything. Out of, out of me. Yeah. And not just, you can't just say na I'm disinheriting, you have to have a, um, a basis. Like, I'm disinheriting. Like, I hate their guts. Um, That's but, not the basis. Uh, not specific enough. Like I hate their guts because they're terrible people and they did this thing. You have to mention something that they did. Uh, you have to mention like uh, so or, who yeah. judges which reasons are enough? There, or are there reasons that are considered not valid? Yes. Oh, there are there are, there will be reasons na there might be reasons that might not be considered valid. Because pointing question the the will might be questioned. Eh? If yeah, the, for instance, your your reason is I. I'm disinheriting my brother because he stole my boyfriend. Yes, oh, and so. he's ugly. Actually, that yeah. might actually the st- stealing the boyfriend might be enough. Okay, <laughs> the ugly <laughs> might not be yeah, enough. You probably are also. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's there, there's a there's a there's a there's actually a list in the under the under the law oh, that, okay. that that you can use, and it's fairly ano naman, it's fairly broad. Specific and broad. It's fairly broad that you can use some uh, most of it for. Most situations, okay. pero it would be if you're writing away and you really want to make sure that disinherited yung isa sa mga ano mo, compulsory heirs, you have to be very specific. Because that's the easiest way. To, uh, that's the best way to disinherit. And our ano, our um our laws on wills, all of this, they're very complicated. Wills. Oh, okay. Um, the, Do you recommend that we all sit down? Yes. Right yes. It has to be handwritten by you. Okay. There are two ways, kasi. Eh. There's one is which is the notarized, notarized, notarized yeah. version, and there's the holographic. Yeah, I love the term holographic because it's like Princess Leia saying, "Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi." Correct. Holographic. Okay. The notarized is one that you're notarized. It has to be notarized. And it's very specific. Holographic is for people who not want to hire a lawyer or not want to go through that whole process. So it has to be handwritten. Mm-hmm. And the handwritten portion kind of like parang, um, that's the is thing. there a formula like I Deo um it has to be Cavill <laughs> <laughs> well it, you have to in mind uh, it has to be specific also like the properties you're um, giving away um, the who you're giving it to so you just need to hit the basic points of what a will should contain but if it contains that then it's it's easier. Um, most people, most lawyers, if you can't afford the lawyer, most people would say, nah, just do a holographic will. That would be the the easiest way. And then just make sure that all of these items... I would do a holographic will because I write by hand anyway. And also because a lot of it will be petty. Like, <laughs> <a> burn book. <laughs> it's, it's like, there's nothing of particular value. <laughs> Videos are not qualified, huh? So you can you can you can do a video will, huh? That's not uh, that's not um, binding. So um, you would think it's more. Even if it's not enough. Have, even you if ha- you have right? witnesses. Right now we don't have a, we don't have laws that say that this is admissible in court. That's not. It's not just about admissibility. It's about like the form is important for wills. So literally, there are only two forms that are allowed under the law. It's the notarized one and the holographic one. The notarized one is really difficult, but if you do that, it's harder to question. The holographic will, um, you have to prove that it's the handwriting of the person, the person actually wrote this, or they weren't under... But if notarized, it's easier because there are several witnesses, it's been notarized. And then usually what we do before, 
um, the person would take a photo with a newspaper. Para, mm-hmm. I wrote it this ah, year. Yeah, yeah. It's like and a kidnap victim. Yeah. <laughs> and then you would Book sign it, and then there's like pictures of you signing it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's fairly easy to prove. Oh, and with deep fakes, that's re- yeah, videos because of deep fakes would be would also open to question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure if there if we're actually exploring the idea of video wills, but it's not uh, it's not admissible. Right now, not right. Now. Not right now. You can't. There's it's there's no one. It's obviously much more. I'm also read that pictures are inadmissible in court than here. No, no, no. It, they are admissible. It depends on what um, what you're using them for. Oh, okay. Well, so another thing is, suppose um, you you're from a large contentious family. You get don't get along with your siblings. You all inherit the family house. So what happens there? Okay, um, that one is um, there's this concept called co-ownership. And the, the concept of co-ownership is you own a property, but you own it equally and indivisibly. Meaning, you, you don't own a... You, you can't divide it by six, for example, if you're six people owning it. You own the whole thing, and the six of you own it. So, meaning, you can't just divide it that this portion, this bedroom is yours, and then this parcel of land is mine. So, if the one... If you cannot get into a... Um, an agreement on how to use that property, any one person can actually force everyone else to sell that property. So you can get the money and then the, the money is divisible by, by six. Okay. Oh, and also, can I leave all my um, worldly possessions to my cats? No. Your Why cats? Not? <laughs> Why not? But in the States, they can do that. Yeah. How come they can do it in the States? Not if you have compulsory ears. Because here yeah. in the Philippines, well, I don't have any children. Ears. But oh. your, uh, and then your parents okay. both are... Well, your sister is half dead. So. Your sister is a compulsory heir. So I have to disinherit her you have and dis- then leave everything to my cats. No, your cats are technically... Okay, no one's going to be happy with this answer, but <laughs> technically... Uh, what if the cats have a guardian? Oh, the cats can have a guardian, and then that guardian will be my heir. The, the cats are actually... Property. You can actually... Yeah, your cats are property, so they're, they're part of your... <laughs> they're part of your estate. What, what if they're the overlords? <laughs> Incorporate them so that they'll have a legal entity. Would that do? What if I form a foundation for cats? You can form a foundation for cats, and then that foundation can be the um, the, the recipient. The recipient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What is an executor? It's the person who's um, running your estate. Meaning, um, when you die, all of your property is like um, it's just this big jumble called an estate, right? Yeah. So the executor is the person who will. Um, Basically, divide it up, tally it, inventory it, and then divide the heirs. I like the term executor because parang he should have a guillotine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Or a very large and heavy sword. Yes. And so we move on to, um, suppose you start living with someone, but you're not married, okay? And then you start acquiring property together. Um, yeah, uh, one of the shockers I learned from you recently is there's no such thing as a recognized common law yeah. marriage. Yeah. And yet people constantly call Con- people each other their common, common law. law wife, their common law yeah. husband, whatever. There's there's no common law relationship really in the Philippines, but there's a property regime that covers common law relationships. Uh, common law in the sense that it's known abroad. Yeah. So basically, here in the Philippines, um, you you're, if you're a common law husband or a common law spouse. Um, you're not really going to inherit. You're not a compulsory heir. You can inherit from your uh, from your spouse, but um, 
you um, you can have a claim over your joint properties, meaning the properties that you own together. Mm-hmm. So if um, if for example, so you were living together for say five, five, years, years, five years, and then uh, you bought a condominium unit. Okay, let's say uh, for for that condominium unit, if there's nothing that stops the two of you from getting married, meaning you're capacitated to get married. Um, because you're you're both you're a man and a woman and you're both single for example and um, an adult and, and the, the, the gay marriage law has not been passed and yeah. has not been passed then um, the law will assume that you own half of the property whether or not you actually help buy the property so even if only one of the per, one person paid for the whole thing the law would assume even if you didn't pay 50-50 yes the law would assume that you own half but you do not have a claim over the other half. Um, you you uh, only on that half of your uh, of that of that one. So you will be you will technically be a co-owner of the property. Yeah, and you know I've always thought that in uh, in marriage-like relationships, the one who stays at home and keeps house and makes sure that the roof is not leaking, the bills are paid, etc. That's the difficult job. Correct. But technically, the housewife or house husband does not get. Um, a salary. Yes. So, how how do you work that into you know any common property that you have? Oh yeah. Well, the easiest way to do it really is to have everything in writing. That's one. And then the second. And, and, and everyone will say that's so not romantic. <laughs> it's really not romantic. Mm-hmm. Another thing is really I think, and it is actually very popular in um, places like New York. Um, the house husband or the housewife gets a salary. So I think it's actually a practical answer to something that is easily um, addressed if we will just get rid of the uh-huh. idea that it's not romantic. So that would also work for marriages. Yes, that would also work for marriages because it, it makes it clear eh, that the that the role of the person who stays at home actually has a monetary value in the relationship, and it's whatever amount the two of, that the couple okay. will decide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and this also solves um, one problem that's always worried me, like. A lot of Pinais, they marry foreigners, they move to a foreign country, they keep house for the foreigner, and then the foreigner boots them out and they have nothing. Yes, yes. Yeah. So that, that would actually answer that because yeah. that's... That, because um, the role of a housewife, the person running the house, it's a real role. It's a real job. I yes. mean, that should be compensated. And that's a job I do not want. Exactly. A lot of, and it's probably a job the other person who works yeah, does do not want. Do. Yeah. <laughs> so someone should someone should be compensating that person, and especially if they're not married. Because if you're married, at least you have a claim over everything, yeah, everything. and you're also the heir of your so spouse. So that's why. Um, it's still an advantage to get married because everything becomes clear. Oh, everything becomes very clear. If you're not married, um, this becomes a little bit more complicated. And also, for example, for gay gay couples, um, that uh, what the rule I just mentioned, which is you have a claim over half of the property, is not true. There's no common law relationships with the, uh, between gay couples, and the way the only way that you can prove that you own some a portion of the property is if you actually show you have receipts. You have salaries, you have paid for it, mm-hmm. and then you actually put a certain amount equivalent to the amount you're claiming. Mm-hmm. So if you're claiming for half, you have to be able to prove that you actually paid for half. So I guess that's why mistresses, kept men, whatever, they all, they keep asking for real property. Correct, cars correct. Cars and bags and jewelry. Because it's, not, it's impossible to monetize. Because usually they will be mistresses of married people, right? right? So they will not have a claim over any of their yes. common properties. So the best way to answer that would be they would they need to be compensated for their 
job. So, an unmarried couple with, say, dogs or cats, they split up. Who does, who gets the dogs and or cats? That's a difficult thing because yeah, they... Yeah, that's a custody battle. That, going, that should go to the Supreme okay, Court. Going, going, going back to the concept of co-ownership, so you both co own the law the law cheats things and okay. not so technically you both co own the your pets mm. so no one can claim those pets and if it's really them or something, which is suddenly yeah that's suddenly a thing actually you can but that means that if one person wants to sell it the other person man is not prohibited from buying it well they should just do it like you know like Solomon and say Okay, you know, we're drogon. We're here, here. We're drogon. Who do you want to be with? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about the opposite, though? If, like, you're a gay couple who gets married in the States. Obviously, we don't have. We don't have. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. And They can't get married here, so they'll get married in Hawaii. Okay. And then one is foreigner. Is it then recognized then, here? No, it's not recognized in the Philippines. So, um, actually, I've never actually thought about it deeply. But it will be recognized in the States. So, meaning if you have properties in the States, they would consider you... I would assume they would consider you like a real couple. So, they would cheat whatever yeah. property regime there is. But for your properties in the Philippines, they will cheat you as not married. And what if foreigner pays, right? So what if, what, what does the, and then you decide to live in? Yeah, what, because, what, alam mo, the, um, the problem, the problem is they think of gay marriages, there's actually some jurisprudence or some, um, parang, well, jurisprudence, which basically says that that's against public policy. Mm-hmm. So, if, if a, a certain coupling is against public policy, then it cannot be... It's illegal. It's, illegal, it's unlawful, and it will not be recognized in the state. That's why the, that's why the, the SOGI law is very important, because that would, uh, that would, be, it would clarify. It would clarify, even if there's no gay marriage here, because it's legal in the States, and then you dated a foreigner, then it should be recognized here, because of the rules in that other country. But... Um, without that law, it's still very, it's still very problematic. Can adopt another adult? No! <laughs> <laughs> Why would you adopt another no, adult? No, no, okay. So that, that would be, right. like okay. it would be, it would be easier to answer that by, it would be, that probably is easy is more easily answered by having a will <laughs> rather than going through the adoption process. Oh, wait, going okay. back to the will, you it's can give your money to anyone you want. But you have compulsory heirs, so you will have to disinherit Do, all of Disinherit all your compulsory heirs. And give it to your boyfriend. Uh, and then give <laughs> it to... Yeah. Yeah. Can they if you die that? in the state like without a, a uh-huh. will, yeah, yeah, yeah. then... But if you disinherit, if you don't have heirs and you die in the state, meaning you don't have a will, it will go to the I government. Don't like the word "in the state" because, parang you've been castrated. <laughs> <laughs> died without a will. Died without a will. But can your family still contest that? Like I disinherit everyone, and then I just give of course, money and it's to always com- It's it's a common thing. There's to, to my boyfriend, you know. especially very very wealthy people. They yeah. will question it. They yeah, will I question. Know, it. Is yeah. If you're talking about like hundreds of millions of pesos, which one, so um, going back to what Ronnie said, what does it take to have someone uh, declared crazy? 
Um, that's hard, eh? Kasi, well, yeah, first... It's like, it's like you want to take something away from them. Mm-hmm. So you have them declared crazy and not in their own, not in their right mind. Ah, that would be hard. I, I would assume that the, 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 the first thing you have to do is to have a psychologist actually, uh, an expert that's actually nice. declare that person um, incapacitated mm-hmm. to make decisions. That's true. We cannot have the lawyer decide, for example, that vaccines are bad for you. Yeah. Correct. Like, like for example, <laughs> if you think your parents are going crazy, like they're going demented, mm-hmm. go to a, a psychologist and then declare him as have a certification. Wait, sorry. Certification what's what's the, what's getting married? Alzheimer's. Ah, okay. Wait, sorry. Because because you want to become the guardian of yes. a family member. And also, if he makes any any rash decisions, yes, I, I know of um, old parents who um, are not in control the faculties who start giving away their money to total yes. yeah. yeah. okay that's and then give their power of authorities to yes. brothers okay. I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not aware of any law which would allow an adult to have custody of another adult even if they're even if they're crazy so I cannot do that or, right, or, or, or for example let me cite a specific um, a specific um, scenario for example I've got a demented father and my demented father na uto siya ng brother and that that brother made a power of attorney mm-hmm. um, give, claiming properties. claiming um, no that he can sign in, in behalf, behalf of my father, father. Mm-hmm. so before that you can actually go to the psychologist and say um, he's crazy he's okay it's 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 not that simple kasi kasi you have to start remembering uh, the first principle is they're all adults so adults are allowed to make stupid mistakes. So <laughs> actually, our definition of adult is too broad. <laughs> so that's the first thing. And then secondly, um, you can't just claim na parang you're going to be the guardian because he's demented. Um, I don't know. I don't think we have the framework, the legal framework, which would allow you to to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's the second issue, and then the third issue is why are you doing it? What is your cause of action? Meaning you can't, hindi ka pwedeng makisingit lang eh, kasi this is a conversation between two adults eh. And considering na uh, your dad is a fully functional adult, I mean that's the, always the assumption. Bakit ka nakikisama dito? What are your rights that you are trying to protect? You can't just suddenly claim na no, kasi mali yung mga decision ng dad ko. That's not. That's part of yung um. Yeah, you can't blame everything on dementia. Yeah. In other words. Uh, and ang point kasi dun is um the the law is generally protective of yung independence, mm-hmm. autonomy of a of a person. So as a general proposition, the courts will not touch on yung autonomy ng tao until you actually have to. There's the real compelling and legally enforceable reason to do it. I'll give you. That's not enough, I think. That's not. That's not enough. I want a special mm-hmm. child. You like my second yeah. brother. He's like he's older than me, and he's never like he's never acted like an adult. I mean, he's like his mental state. Medically, medically, like, 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 like my state is like four years old. Mm-hmm. So can I, for example, adopt him or be his legal guardian? Because I'm worried that my parents was like. Yeah. If they pass away, who's gonna be like? Well, yeah. Exactly. Oh, I think you. I think you can probably. Um, this is really in a realm of family law that I'm not yeah, super yeah. familiar with. But conceptually, I would think you can actually claim guardianship. And then if the person, that person says yes or consents to the idea, no, it, you can't consent because that's the expense. Because you have to prove that he can't consent. Pe. But he can, how do you, he can't 
Exactly. Kasi, for example, your brother, you're saying he has a mind of a four-year-old. So, you have to prove that first. Okay. And then, mo ayaw niyang tanggapin yun. So, sasabihin niya, sasabihin niya sa card, no, no, I do not have a mind of a four-year-old. I can make decisions. And I'm I have a mind soul. of a four-year-old. I, I have a mind of a four-year-old. No, that is curious. Like, really mentally in the term. I mean, he will no, be I know, able to say anything. No, I know, I know, I know. Pero, ang point ko... Hey, you said the R word. You're not allowed to say it anymore. And if Evan were here, he would say... <laughs> there, 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 there are a lot of hoops there, and they don't. I think legally, kasi parang um, you can take care of your um, of your brother without actually having a legal. But there are things, kasi, that can help, like. Tax, uh, tax, tax, uh, yeah. for example, tax status. Yeah. I can't. Can you declare him as my independent? Oh, you can. Yeah. That's. So, that's. I think. I think the answer to that would be new legislation. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing that really oh, okay. would. Uh, so, uh, well, the parents will have to set up a trust fund. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be the easiest way. Actually, a trust fund would actually be a good idea, and it's something I recommend to some of my wealthier friends. Can you set up a trust fund for my cats? Yes. Okay, okay. that's the solution. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your cats wouldn't be the beneficiary. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your, your, lawyer they're expensive because they they like it's true uh, oh, but you, it, it's you can get a, you don't need a lawyer you can, it can be your sister it can yeah. be, what, what if it's a what if it's a very cinematic scenario where um, you have a very old person who has dementia and starts worrying about dying and going to hell and gives all his money to the church therefore yeah, um, disenfranchising yeah. his children what happens okay um there are some protections in the law. So meaning if you're a compulsory heir, hindi pwedeng ipamigay ng isang tao lahat. So they will need they will need to dis- No, 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 they will need to disinherit you. And if they have dementia, I would assume that they will not be able to do the disinherit. And if they have dementia, you can actually question. Yeah, but what if they give it to the church in cash? I, no, my, I think, my, um, like if they yeah they have secret accounts you can actually you can actually you can, you can actually sue the that uh, the that the church and say no you have to give it back because we're compulsory heirs so good luck to that yes I mean none of this might actually be a practical solution but legally you can do those things is there like a statute of limitations for that like I mean twenty you only got to know of this now and then. Prior, uh, years prior. Ignorance the pre- of the law excuses no one. I heard that. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Statute of limitations, I would assume. I, ha- I have to check, but I'm not really sure. Uh, but, but, but I would assume there would be a prescriptive period because that can't be like, you can't question it like a hundred yeah, years yeah, from now. Uh, yeah. okay. Oh, and then we were talking about this at lunch. What if your parents, uh, do your parents have the ability to take out Vast loans in your name? <laughs> of course not. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, your but we know of parents who set up a company <laughs> using yeah, yeah. our friends' yeah. um, tax yeah. information. Yeah. Well, if you wanted to sue your parents, you can do that. <laughs> but, but your parents can't like take out loans. They sh- they, no, they, 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 they take it out. And actually, the bank should not have given that yes. out that loan unless they actually forged your signature and all that. And even yeah. then, they and would even they should have done get to forge your child's signature the the bank manager or at least two bank employees should be present when you are signing the, mm-hmm. the signature cards coming from a banking uh, background I know that there should be at least one bank employee present and then a manager or another employee will sign off on the signature 
So I know um, this has been a very educational talk. I know what to do about my cat's future, just in case they outlive me. Um, I'm going to open a Swiss bank account for them, and I'm going to name Chris Evans the executive. <laughs> but Chris Evans needs to say yes also. Although there's no reason for him to say no. <laughs> Does he have to know what Does he have to know? Because you tweet him, if you tweet him, and then he tweets back, yes. Is that admissible? Hello, honestly, there might be an argument for that. Because he tweets back, Well, okay, first of all, he needs to understand what he was saying yes. <laughs> I don't know when Chris Evans knows the difference between executor and executioner. You know, I think this podcast has gone on for way too long, so we have to stop at some point. But let's do this again next month. Okay, yeah. So, um, in the meantime, you can send in your questions. Um, you can send them to Instagram. What's the Instagram? Oh, Jessica Zaffer's cats. Just send a direct message, right? Yes. yes. DM us. DM us. Or you can leave a comment at jessicaruleseuniverse.com or go to the Facebook yeah. of jessicaruleseuniverse.com. Yeah. So, this has been the podcast. We will be back. <laughs>